going on, everyone? I'm Jalen. I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Declassified Survival Guide, the podcast where we recap one of your favorite childhood shows and put an adult millennial twist on our tips. What's going on, Tommy? I'm good. I got my seat right up front so I can pay attention. Very important. We can't have you getting distracted today. We gotta stay focused. Yeah, I will say if I was sitting in a classroom and classical music started playing in my head, I probably would be even more distracted and learn less than I was in the back. <laughs> you know, it depends. I, my vision is not always good. I've got to wear glasses and contacts. So I got to sit where I can see. Yeah, you got to sit where, where you can see. I was taught in college, you got to sit in the T. Oh, yes, the T zone. If you sit in the T zone, that's perfect learning abilities. Mm-hmm. But not all my classes, my like high school and middle school classes did not have T's for me to sit in. If you're unfamiliar and you're listening with the uh, T zone, it's the front row, but also the like aisle of seats down the middle. Yeah, so you can still be in the back, but in the T zone, you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And if you have to pee, easy access. Go to that P zone from the T zone. <laughs> I hate you so much for making that joke. <laughs> did your teachers ever do circles? Oh, no. We did not have circles. Like, they would put all your desk around in a circle so that, like, there was no back row. There was no front row. You were just in it. What? Our classrooms were not large enough for this to be a thing. This did not happen. Oh, yeah. My teachers, they experimented sometimes. And then they'd be in the middle, and it was like a roundabout. It was like a little play was going on. <laughs> we, we did not have uh, theatrical versions of our lectures. That was uh, not a thing. We did sometimes have little clusters, though, like a little group of four desks together for group work. Oh, yeah, I remember that was cool, too, because it was like your own little pod, like a little buddy exactly, pod. Exactly. We had some of that, but uh, mostly just tables and rows of desks facing yeah. forward. Nothing real fancy. Well, in this school, in Ned's school, we only see the traditional non-fancy desk work. Yeah, they had the uh, desk-chair combo going on, you know? Yeah, I liked those, but there were some that you could flop open. Like, it's like yes. it could open up. Those were nice. You don't have to, like, scooch out of the, the desk sometimes. Listen, they weren't made for everyone sometimes. It was right. a little tight. Right. If you had a little chubby tummy, some of those was uncomfy. Yep, exactly. But, yeah, we see Sweeney's classroom. We get introduced to Moses' problem. Moses, a party animal in that back row, baby. <laughs> hey. And that's really Moses' storyline this episode. It's going to be her dealing with the back row, and, uh, you know, we'll get into it, but she is jumping into the front row. We got Ned. He uh, wants to sit at the cool kids' table at lunch, mm -hmm. and Cookie just wants to get that bounce on the bus. Yes, you got to get that uh, that butt bounce on the bus. <laughs> exactly, and we'll get into it, but, yeah, we see the classrooms. We get introduced into the three problems, and it takes us into Ned talking about the exclusive table, and he takes a shot. He he wants to sit at this table. He wants to be at the cool kids table. Did you sit at the cool kids table, Tommy? I think once. So I was kind of like a traveling salesman of the cafeteria. <laughs> Just a little nomad. Yeah. Like I think one semester I stayed at a table and it was in the back left and it was the full square long tables because every other table was a circle table. So only six people could sit at it. But at the square long table, you could have so many people at that oh. table. I got that once. But did you sit at the cool kids table? 
So we didn't really have like a particular cool kids table. I think part of this was we had two lunches like I've talked about. But like my friend group had a table and that was our table and there was no sitting at that table because it was ours. And yeah, that makes not, sense. Not good humans if people sat at our table. Did Christine write stories about people that tried <laughs> to sit at the table? She, she did not do that. She ended her writing career with just the adventures of Backpack Girl, who, <laughs> by the way, never tried to sit with us. Dang. At least she knew. I would be more sad if like Backpack Girl tried to sit with you guys, and then you had to be like, sorry, Backpack Girl. Take your backpack over there. <laughs> Keep walking, backpack girl. I'm pretty sure she had A lunch and not B lunch. Backpack girl, that backpack is for moving. <laughs> that's what you're going to do. They all go through, like, why you want to be at the cool kid table. Cookie says, sitting at the cool kid's table is like sitting on a cold toilet seat. Which, like, I don't know that I've ever enjoyed. Like, I definitely don't want a warm toilet seat, but I don't want a cold one either. No, I think I want a neutral. Right, like a room temperature toilet seat is about where I'd like to be at. Yeah, because if it's cold, like I feel like it's like it's like going into a swimming pool when it's too cold. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'd be like, oh, like this yeah. is too much. I don't want to sit down now. I don't want to bear cheek it on like an icy toilet seat. Yeah, so their plan is Ned's going to arrive early to try to sit at the table that's his first plan he's like if we arrive early and we just sit down what can they do we're gonna be at the table <laughs> high school me had an answer for that you would i forgot no one can sit at your table it's exactly. your table exactly exactly moses freaked out because she's like i can't be late otherwise i'm gonna get this broken desk in the back and cookie has a spring loaded seat <laughs> for his max bumping abilities which like I don't know if you recall what school bus leather seats feel like, but I feel like you would have punctured straight through the leather with those springs. Yeah, that's not going to create a bounce. You need like a wooden plank underneath maybe if you had wooden Mm -hmm. under the springs. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to sound like Moe's because Moe's went to the front of the room because they're broken. Which like, Moe's, you know you have the broken seat, right? Why are you slamming those books on that desk? (laughs) Right, it was clearly in a precarious condition it only had a couple legs left on it she took a risk and it did not pay off four legs to be exact (laughs) but yes she goes up front and like i said at the top there's some classical music playing she is listening to sweeney she's absorbing all of the information i didn't i think i was a second row girl for science class like i personally i knew it wasn't cool to sit in the front row but i kind of wanted to be up front so I would do like second or third, you know? I didn't want to be in the, the back of the class shenanigans. Oh, I was back row in science class. <laughs> Bad boy Tommy. <laughs> hey. Swaggy T, he's in that back row. <laughs> but this is the thing, like, we also had labs, right? So, like, we barely really sat at our desk because then we would go into the lab area. So, like, we had separate long tables for lab experiments. Yeah, we had lab tables, too. But we did not do that many labs. Yeah. I mean, this is now getting into high school. I think middle school was a little less. But, yeah, they had sinks in them, which was nice. You had a personal sink. Oh, we had to go to a different room to get to our lab sinks. Man. These classrooms sound huge, by the way, Tommy. The fact that y'all had enough room to make a circle of desks and a lab table and a sink at every t- Like, what? They were. Because, like, again, 
my school was super rich because of the tourists that came from down in Florida and would come up to New York. And so they built a school in 2000, I think. So it was a fairly new school. I think I moved there in 2001 and they just like, they took a, a farmland and they just destroyed all the grapes and all the farm. And they had so much land to build this school on. It's huge. Sheesh. But yes, we see Mose is now teaching Cookie tells him exactly what he needs to do. He needs to have a bigger pothole instead of having the springs. If you have a bigger pothole, the physics, it's going to make you bounce so high. Yes, which I don't know like if that was great advice to give. I would have told Cookie, no, Cookie, is this really your priority here? Right. They have trampoline parks. Like there are other ways to get a big bounce in that are maybe more safe. Yeah, and, and maybe an adult would tell cookie it was unsafe but the adult he decides to tell is gordy who's dressed in a tux right and like has a boutonniere so that only gives us really like two possible options which are prom and wedding and so like did he go to prom with a high school student oh god this goes to our theory that we've been running that like Gordy might be a little problematic with his relations with students. I don't know. I mean, Gordy's very problematic. Like if we if we think about the timing of when this episode happens, it's spring. It could be prom. Like why did he come to work still in the tux? Is he intoxicated still? Like what happened? What? I don't think he ever left. He the prom probably happened. He went and he went and slept in his office, and he just never went home. Mm, Gordy, let's have a chat. I'm worried yeah. about your safety, bud. Let's let's believe that he went to a wedding. It was all safe, you know. Yes, and then he just uh, never changed after the wedding. He was really feeling himself. He really thought he looked good. But Gordy's like, hey, Cookie, I can't give you what you're looking for. Instead, I'll give you a jackhammer because that's going to do more damage. So let's take this jackhammer and I'll help you now. Right. Like, I don't know if I was happy or disappointed with Gordy in that moment. Because at first, when he was like, oh, here, take this pickaxe. You need adult supervision. But then wasn't going to give him supervision. And I was like, no. Like, yes, but no. Yeah. Gives him this jackhammer. I'm like, no, that's worse. But at least you're supervising now. So I guess. That is true. Like, later we'll see that Cookie isn't the one using the jackhammer. So at least I can give him credit that he was the one using the jackhammer. Yes, I agree. We then flip from Gordy to Ned and his mission to sit at the cool kids table. They sit down early, but little did they know, lunch lady informs them, of course, that on Wednesdays, the cool kids sit at the cool kids table in the south of the the lunchroom, not at the table they're sitting at today. Which is a lot of work. Like if I had to be a cool kid and remember what day of the week it was and which table to sit at, too much. Plus, what about the kids that sit at that table when it's not Wednesday? Do you just kick them out and say, hey, we need your table today? Right. Where do those kids sit? Maybe they're like the B-list cool kids. Because they obviously were not at the other table. So it's not like they just switch on Wednesdays. So does the whole cafeteria have a full-scale rotation on Wednesdays? Maybe. And how did Ned and them not know about this rotation? Right. Like, clearly, I feel like you would walk in and be like, wow, everyone is in an entirely different place. Yeah, well, the world revolves around Ned, so maybe he just doesn't pay attention. It's (laughs) pretty plausible, yeah. (laughs) Well, we get Lunch Lady first, our favorite Lunch Lady. She's great. Did the Dodgers win the World Series that year? You know, I was going to look it up, and and I'll 
I'll look it up quick because I, I do want to know that. But the other thing we hear is she tells Cookie, oh, the beans tell you me that you're going to be in a lot of pain. A lot of danger. A lot of danger, yes. And she's not wrong. He is in danger. Mm-mm. All right, so let's see. This was in 2004. We're doing this live. You guys are all here for it. All right, come on, lunch lady. 2004 World Series. The champion, it, it was the Red Sox. Ah. Lunch lady. Ah. You know, okay. you win some, you lose some, lunch lady. Everyone gets one. But she's right about the cookie stuff, so. Yes, she is. He, yes. He was in a lot of danger, and he did not listen to her warning. Yep. And Ned takes this moment to be like, why are we playing these games? I'm just going to go ask them to go sit with them, or I'm going to go sit down with them. He does, and Seth, who's kind of a jerk in both parts of this episode. I don't love Seth. But he is kind of nice. Like, I was watching this with Rebecca, and she was like, oh, he's being nice. I'm like, but he kicked him to the other table. It was like a nice way of being like, hey, go sit with your friends. Yeah. So Seth was definitely nicer than I was. So when people would sit at our table, what I would do is I would say to the rest of my friend group in front of this other person, no, guys, it's fine. It's cool. We'll just all sit down and talk around her until she feels awkward and leaves. You did the their invisible technique. Mm-hmm. And like, terrible person. I have grown a lot as a human and would no longer do that to someone. But it was an effective strategy. What was the longest that someone lasted? Oh, it was like five minutes tops. Like, people would very quickly be like, uh, okay, I'm gonna go. Because they usually were also like often by themselves. Like, that's why they didn't know that this was like a friend group table but you know shout out to our table far left side three tables back let's go maybe next time you try the seth technique and you just be like hey listen it's great that you want to sit with us but like here go sit with these people instead maybe make some other friends i don't know which is worse at least i was up front maybe yeah that's true trying to give past me some credit but she was not a nice human it's okay we can own up to our past mistakes my past self threw a sandwich at a student so this is true i've never thrown a ham sandwich at anyone so i don't know what's worse (laughs) the other thing i will say about ned's technique i kind of did this though like when i say i was the traveling salesman back to that the years i didn't have a table i would just kind of rotate like i would eat my lunch at one table and be like hey thanks for letting me uh eat my lunch now i'm gonna go rotate socialize talk to different tables and i'd go and pop down leave you know i didn't get any hurt feelings because i didn't belong to anyone and i i respect that like adult me sees that that's the better solution and option young me was like no no i shall form an alliance with this group of people and we will rid anyone not in our alliance I will say, I think that's the normal thing to do. Like, I think I was kind of the crazy person. Like, most people had friends that they sat with. Maybe they didn't, like, kick other people out, but they at least, like, had a formula of it, you know? But we get Ned's tips. And Ned has some good ones. He says, sit next to new people. If you sit next to new people in class, you might make a new friend. Mm -hmm. If they're not feeling it, just move. Move, meet other new people. And this is great. I think my classrooms, from what I remember, 
I believe we had assigned seats. Like, I don't think we got to choose our desk. I think it was based off of your last name, and it was, like, alphabetic order. Like, you're just stuck there. Okay, see, uh, if you haven't noticed a pattern here, uh, we did not have assigned seats, but we had internally assigned seats, and so you knew which seat was yours and which seat was not yours, and it was very offensive and very upsetting to walk into class and see someone sitting in your seat even though it was not assigned to you. Would you just stand over them until they moved? I would not. I would not. I would let them have it. But it was like you you fucked up the whole rotation because you sat in my seat. I now have to sit in somebody else's seat as if we don't all know where we already go. It's the domino effect. Exactly. You've ruined several people's days when you could have just sat in your regular seat. Yeah. Well, maybe they had a seat next to the window because the next tip we get is try to avoid the seat next to the window because you're going to get hot when the summer heat's coming in. I didn't hate a window seat. You get a little view. Sometimes the sun feels good. She's warm. Yeah, you can always put the shades down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so maybe you had you could take the window seats for people. Yeah, I like a little window. And the last tip we really get is avoid sitting next to the bully. I understand, but also I really doubt the bully's going to do too much damage with a teacher in the classroom. Right. I didn't have class with any of my bullies because... I was in honors classes and they weren't, so... Nice, got him. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. I had one time where a bully, like, did something in front of the teacher and the teacher did not do anything. Like, the bully spit in my binder and I was, like, showing what? the teacher. Yeah, it was, like, before class. And I was like, hey, teacher, look at this. And she's like, why are you making a scene? Just go clean it up. And I'm like, he just did that. Trash. And- yeah, I think everyone else was backing him up that I was, like, the crazy person. And I'm like, why am I crazy here? Literally, what? Yeah, I swear to you, it happened. I believe you. Listen, these teachers did not have my back all the time. Some teachers did. You know who would have your back now as a teacher? Backup girl. Yeah, she would when I joined that elementary <laughs> class. <laughs> she got you. I bet you she does a lot of finger painting. Do you think she does chocolate pudding painting? Did you ever do that in elementary school? No, that sounds awful. <laughs> so you got a sheet of paper, and it's the same thing as finger painting, but you can actually eat the paint because it's chocolate pudding. So you can, like, make drawings, eat it. That just seems very two girls, one cop. For- oh, no. <laughs> no, I'll never look at chocolate pudding again. Like, why wouldn't you do vanilla pudding with, like, food dye so that you could have different colors? That's a way better idea. Why would chocolate be the option? I think kids like chocolate better. (laughs) I mean, it's not wrong, but also maybe don't. I got to go. I'm going to run back to my elementary school classroom. (laughs) It's probably a different teacher. They probably don't even do that anymore. And I'll just yell at them and say, hey, we have an idea. Use vanilla instead. (laughs) Listen, if they were doing it, we're definitely not going back to that after COVID. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Take food, rub it all over your desk, and then put it in your mouth. Well, when you say it like that. (laughs) But as a kid, I loved it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. All right. Well, a classroom where you probably don't get to eat chocolate pudding off your desk. Sweeney gives a pop quiz. I never had a pop quiz. You never had a... I had many a pop quizzes. Pop quizzes, like, weren't really a thing. That happened, like, maybe I had one, maybe, but we didn't really, we didn't have pop quizzes. 
Is it really a pop quiz, though, when you tell the students there's going to be a quiz? Like, Sweeney was like, this might be on the quiz. Like, I guess you don't know the exact date the pop quiz is happening, but, like, they know it's coming. Well, see, the procrastinator in me would only study right before the quiz, so it still would have been a pop for me. Pop, pop. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he uses the phrase groove dog. Sweeney, someone's got to fix your language. But between this and big, big F, <laughs> not great. He's trying. He's trying to be cool with the kids. Yeah, I don't know if there's any hip lingo. I mean, mm, I take that back. I have probably let the word lit overstay its welcome in my vocabulary. I feel like that's not hip with the kids anymore. But I'll be at work all the time be like lit. I'm trying to think what phrases I say. Sad boy is definitely in my vocabulary. That's spooky. Like, oh, I'm so scared. It's so spooky. It's a lot of me just cowering. Yeah. Like, a lot of my vocabulary is me just being sad, I'm realizing. <laughs> Tommy is sad and afraid. Yeah, that's really it. Well, Mose isn't because she is flying through this pop quiz. She finishes so early because she's learned so much from being up front. We get a quick little blurb from <laughs> Gordy and, and Cookie. Gordy's making that pothole, and he's going to join Cookie in the bus. Where's he going? He's just going to ride the bus and then come back to the school? Does the bus even come back to the school? Does, isn't there, like, a bus depot somewhere or something? Like My bus depot was in my school. It was... <laughs> I forgot. On your acres and acres of land. Yeah, we had we had a bus depot area that was a little garage with their own gas tanks. They had their little... Not gas tanks. That's <laughs> it. Did y'all grow the food for the lunchroom as well? On your local farm and garden? Were your peas fresh? Well, sometimes they were bringing local chefs that would, like, make lunch. Not the chefs. Yeah, they, they weren't good. They, they're local, like, diner chefs. It was like, all right, we brought Jenny from the diner. <laughs> but, you know, yes, yeah, so they did bring in their local, and they made the items off their menu. It was very exciting. I mean, it sounds exciting. We did not have that. But, 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 every other week, I can't remember what day it was, so if you went to Intercom High School and you know what day it was, tell me, shoot me an email, we got Panera's Day Old Bread. Whoa! And that was very exciting for us. We did not get Panera's Bread. It was great. It would be in the specific room, and people would be, you'd be in class, and they'd be like, wait, 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 Tommy, it's bread day. People would run to the bread room because it would just be like a big clear like trash bag essentially of day old bread and everyone would be so excited to be like "Ooh, look at me i got some focaccia you would get a day old bagel and that was about as close as we got to a, a local chef coming in and making diner dishes for us instead of detention room you had a bread room that was just dedicated to having bread it was not just dedicated to having bread but on bread day you had to go to the particular room, which kind of didn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't they just, like, bring it out to the lunch area, but you had to go to this classroom to get the bread? Yeah, why wouldn't they just put it part of your meal? Like, oh, like, give it to the lunch ladies. Maybe if... Oh, it's not enough bread for that. There was, like, mm, maybe, like, 30 bread items, but, like, hundreds of kids, which is why you had to run to the bread room, or they'd be out of bagels and focaccia. Hmm. Well, another place where you could run out of something is Ned's new cool table. Yeah! He made it all 
hip and fancy. They got live music. And I liked this too. This is another like genius foreshadowing from Ned Z Classified. While he was doing the tips, he was setting up for this because he was talking to the band kid. That was the new friend he made. The kid that was dying from the heat was the AV kid. So it's like he made all these friends and now they're going to help him. So Loomer's the bodyguard and they got fun food and they have live bands and Moe's and all them get to sit there. Uh, and Susie gets to sit there, but not not Seth Powers. Not Seth Powers. Because he's a jerk. Yep. And he can try again tomorrow because we are full. And we see that. We see Susie being nice to Ned. Gives a lot of shade to Moe's and Martin. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't know if Susie deserves to sit there, to be honest. Like, with that attitude. Yeah, I think it's Ned's crush. I think it's we're starting to see the form of Ned's crush on Susie. And I don't believe that she should have been allowed to sit there. No. And, like, if I'm Moe's, I would be like, Ned, I'm supposed to be your best friend. Even though you have this crush, you're going to let my, your, my nemesis sit with us at lunch and disrespect me because you think she's cute? Absolutely not. And knowing Ned, he probably would choose Susie, which goes against... Episode one when he was like super on Moe's because she wanted to take a class without him. Right. We was just a stage five clinger three episodes ago. What happened to that? It's Ned. Ned's world. We're just living in it. We find out that Sweeney is on to the fact that Moe's had this evolution and he is now going to switch the room. So now the front of the class is now the back of the class and no one is more excited than Martin Quirley. Yeah. Because they get to be in the back for the first time where it's allegedly lit, as the kids maybe once said. Yeah, I think at one point he calls himself the bad boy. <laughs> He's trying to fight my title, though. I mean, you both can be bad boys. Okay. You can have a little bad boy crew. Smart of Sweeney, though. Honestly, like, it's annoying for Moe's, but smart that he did that to yeah. get everyone's grades up. Yeah, no. Quality teaching from Sweeney. Yep. One of the things Martin does say while they're in the back is, he's like, this is where we can tell secrets. And he goes, I didn't change my underwear this morning. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know if that's a secret I would tell Martin. Like, maybe you've got some, like, juicy gossip to share instead. Like, why you put yourself on blast like that, Martin? <laughs> yeah, and he was so proud to tell someone about it. Yeah, like, maybe not that one, babe. Keep it inside. Keep yeah, it inside. Let's keep that one to ourselves. Yeah, and really lastly, we see Cookie and Gordy. They go into the uh, bus, and they get the bounce, and they hit the ceiling, causing giant bumps in the, in the ceiling of the bus. I have so many questions about the structural integrity of this bus if their heads with hard hats on them can dent the ceiling. And the structure of their bodies. like They are destroyed. We see them in wheelchairs. They are injured. They are broken but they are so excited for the bump that they just experienced. Right, which, like, positive attitude, I guess I'll give them that. And at least Gordy had enough adult sense to be like, we should wear helmets, which is more than what he does other times. Yeah, it wasn't the wooden helmet that Chopsaw made, though. <laughs> no. But we see that the cool table is also full now. That's the problem of being too cool. It's now too cool. And now even Ned can't sit at his table. Coconut had slept overnight and still isn't able to sit at it. 
Which, like, where Coconut's head is parents? Were they not concerned when their child did not come home? Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Coconut Head, are you still looking for Coconut Head? Is he okay? Did no one call CPS? I just have so many questions about all of the adults in this show. Yeah, I don't have questions on how he was able to sleep overnight, because I'm assuming Gordy... Well, I guess there is another night guy, but I'm assuming Gordy just let him stay there. Oh, yeah. Gordy, of course, would be like, oh, sure, sleep in this lunchroom. But why, why is no one caring about the children? We really need to get into this school and uh, take care of things. Exactly. Somebody send them Miss Backpack Girl to help educate them on how to be good teachers. Yes. The queen herself. That's the episode. Do you have any tips for us? Yes, I have. She's she's kind of a two for one. So tip number one, instead of looking at other people's space as cooler than yours, take the time and effort to make your space a place that you enjoy being and that you like. Fill out your ambiance. Maybe it's music like Ned had. Maybe I have candles. I currently have um, Bath and Body Works Market Peach Lit. So really make your space a space that you want to be in. But don't let ever don't ever let anyone make you feel unwelcome in your space. So the fact that Ned created this amazing space for him and his friends and then was later told that he did not have a place in the community that he built, unacceptable. Claim your space, make it your own, and never let anyone take that from you. Yes, I agree with all of that. I decorate my space. I have a pet rock. Your pet rock's name. He's cute. I think his name is Dale. Solid name for a rock, honestly. Dale the Rock, and I have a picture of a pigeon that I look at. So it's like it really keeps me feeling my feng shui, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, rocks and pigeons. Very New York. Very Tommy. <laughs> well, we get into the next episode, tryouts. I have so many feels about this episode. I'm just warning everyone now because Ned just like fully steps into Toxic Ned in this episode and it's unacceptable it's a little ridiculous to be honest yes i think i know what you're going to talk about and i i was upset i'll tell you who was more upset rebecca was very upset at ned during this episode just being ridiculous this episode the lack of encouragement from ned for his friend is uncalled for so uncalled when he like started this nonsense though in the seating episode when Mose is celebrating the fact that she's doing well in class because she's sitting in the front and he's like you can't sit in the front mm. like uh sir ain't you the same man that just had an f in sweeney's class was that not you was that not you are you not the same person that just gave the tip of doing the work oh where's that same energy i'm starting to wonder if we should trust ned and his guide should it be moses guide right because also if the three of them made this together but only his name goes on it stealing theft i should have learned the lesson from a very young age that white men are not always to be trusted that's the proof in the chocolate pudding on the table (laughs) and we see the signups go up the teachers get trampled by students and ned starts giving out tips right away He says, just being first on the list does not mean it's going to increase your chances of success. We get, uh, and we get them all signing up for their sports. Ned signs up for basketball. Mo signs up for every sport. So many, so many. And Susie signs up for cheerleading. They get into like a little like, well, you can never be a head cheerleader anyways. And then Mo's almost signs up or does sign up. And then Ned talks her out of it. Like you don't want to be in cheerleading. Who would want to be in cheerleading? 
And then here comes Cookie trying to be like me. I would like to be in cheerleading. And what does Ned do? Shut it down again. Yeah. He's like, Cookie, why would you want to be in cheerleading? A, a guy doing cheerleading? Ned, come on. I was so frustrated, which is trash. And like, don't get me wrong. Cookie's also trash for his reasoning. Cause he's, cause yeah, he's like, oh yeah, you know, guys do sports to impress the ladies. And so I'm just going straight to the ladies. I'm like, as someone who was a cheerleader, I hate this like sketch idea of men being involved in cheer to like look up girl skirts and stuff like that. Gross, we don't, we do not stand, but Maybe he would have found an actual passion for cheerleading. We don't know. Now do we, Ned? Now do we. This is the thing is like, Ned's so wrong. But weirdly, like, Cookie proves him right. But it's like, that's not the lesson we should be learning here. Like, Cookie's just so, A, he's bad at it. B, his reasoning is trash. Yeah, he's like, he's like, ladies love sports. Well, I'm going to get out of doing sports because I'm bad at sports. I'm going to do cheerleading. So first he's dissing cheerleading by basically saying it's not a sport. And then he's just doing it so he can be with the ladies. Right, but he's trash. Both yep. as a person in this moment and as a sport. Only stand Moe so far in this episode. Yes. But even Moe's like, it's not really addressed as like, Moe's needs to take a step back. She is overloading herself. Constantly trying to do too much. You don't need to sign up for all these sports. But I was impressed that she has the talent to be, like, so gifted in all of these sport areas. Like, nope. I I cheered, and that was enough for me. I could not be, like, a runner and play volleyball and pl- be good at basketball. Like, that is not where my gifts lie. Yeah. And this is, once again, like, they just write most so well. Like, it's cool to see this woman who is confident and good at almost everything better than the main character. Some would say <laughs> all would say anyone telling the truth would say, well, the main character gives more tips. He says, get the right equipment. If you're going to try out, get the right equipment. We see poor coconut head. He is a hot mess in this outfit. So bad. Coconut head is wearing a wrestling singlet and dress shoes. While holding a basketball. He's trying his best. He's going to get... I, I believe in Coconut Head. He is going to get on the basketball team. He's going to be the next Michael Jordan. Right. Maybe he's onto something with the dress shoes. Maybe it will distract his opponents. They'll be so distracted from the shininess from his shoes mm. that they'll drop the basketballs. That's it right there. That's it. Coconut Head, I see you. We see that the other tip is learn from the professionals. Watch sports pick up what they're doing and then try him out. And we see Cookie trying this. He is doing his little pom-poms. He's he's crushing it. But this is where we learn that toxic information that Cookie is just doing this to impress ladies. Yeah, disappointing. Yep. And Ned is going into basketball tryouts. He talks about being short. And again, like they really wanted to push how short Ned is in these first like couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I grew two inches though. So like, I'm definitely going to kill this basketball trial and we get that Mr. Monroe is the coach and we spend like a good like two minutes on a weird montage to show that if anyone was questioning why Monroe was the coach he's really good at basketball I loved this montage I stand first thing I love Monroe wearing a uh polo under his (laughs) basketball jersey like if I were a high school teacher this is how I'd want to flex on my students like Oh, you think I'm old and can't do this? Pass me to rock. 
Monroe was the best. Yeah. And I loved, like, it was so clear that this was a stunt. I love when we get into the stunts of Ned's. There's one specifically that I'm picturing in my head right now that is so clear that it is just a dummy. <laughs> and for those that don't know, Jalen is a big stunts person. So I always I always think of Jalen whenever I see stunts now. And how how is the stunts of Monroe in this? <laughs> I love uh, just the fact that it's a constant clip. Like they didn't even try and get the shot of the ball going towards the hoop. It would just leave his hand and then immediate jump cut to the ball going through the net. <laughs> When it's like he's doing all the the backwards, uh, you know, basketball terms into the hoop. (laughs) And then it will like cut to just him falling to the ground in his face. And it's like, oh, clearly that's him because now we see his face. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's totally same guy whole time. So funny. But now no one can question Monroe on why he is the coach of the team. As they should. Haters stay quiet. As the coach, though, one of the tips that Ned gives is... If you're trying to get on a team, the person that makes the decision is the coach. So make sure that the coach is noticing you in tryouts. Which I think is a solid tip. Standout tip. But you want to be noticed for the right reason. Yeah, unlike one of our other characters, Cookie. Yeah. We get Moe's. She is trying out for volleyball. She does well. The coach says, take five. She's like, cool. I have enough time to go do cross country. Runs off to go try out for cross country. See, I so I tried out for volleyball when I was in middle school. I was significantly less successful than Moe's. Uh, the coach did approach me in the middle of tryouts. And instead of saying, take five, she said, Jalen, you're trying really hard. I just can't uh, put you on the team because you can't get over the net. At least she told you before you, you stayed the whole time. This is true. And I, I did not grow two inches that summer. So Better than what Dirk did to Cookie, where she just threw Cookie out of the tryout. Which, again, we are being toxic. There's enough toxicity in the world of cheerleading. I'm really not a, not a Dirk fan at all. No, let him try out. And, and right. later she does. But the fact that right in the beginning her move was, just because I don't like Cookie, I don't believe that he's here for the right reasons, I'm going to assume that he isn't here for the right reasons and I'm going to kick him out of the room. Which was rude. But also this whole lineup situation where she's just, like, walking up and down. I mean, like, good high ponytail, good smile. Like, we didn't need that. We didn't need that at all. Nope. Yeah, I don't know what Dirk's doing here. We see Moe's crushing cross-country. He didn't expect anyone back for 15 more minutes. Which, how? I just want to know what distance they were running where she was able to smoke people by 13 minutes. That's so many minutes. Right. Like, how, how long is everybody else running? I could make a sandwich in that amount of time. And throw it at somebody's face. No. (laughs) Oh, I feel so bad for the kid. Matt, I'm sorry. Brittany, I'm sorry. It will never happen again. So then she goes off to try for a basketball. This means that the boys' tryouts are done. They're going to put out the second cuts. And Ned's suffering from being short. We see that a little bit. You know, this is where Seth is being like a little mean. Like, I feel like Seth was really flaunting the fact that he was better at basketball than Ned. Which, like, Ned easily could have been like, okay, but at least I know how to do homework. Seeing as Seth really thought the ancient Egyptians was out here playing basketball. Yeah, he could have really digged in on Seth's insecurities. There's a lot of things you can flex on Seth because he ain't that bright. Nope. He can spin a basketball, though. Yes. And this is the thing, too. And, like... We will get into it with the next part of, like, Ned's strategy to try to to be taller. He's actually not that bad. I mean, he makes it past the, the first cut. Right, and I was surprised when he made it past the first cut. Yeah, and he's shooting well. 
I honestly think that he would have made the team if he didn't try to pull some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Would he be a starter? No. But I think he would have been on the bench. Right. And you at least get the opportunity to be on the team and continue to grow and improve out here trying to mess around and play with some tricks instead of just like letting his own talent shine. Yep. I always got on the team. But again, we didn't have tryouts because there wasn't enough kids to fill all the teams. <laughs> I was on the volleyball team. So volleyball in our school for boys volleyball, it was only like a month long. It was a very short season and it was in between the spring and winter sports. So every athlete could do it. Our team was really good, and I knew we were really good. So I'm like, man, I want to be on a championship team. <laughs> so I signed up with zero volleyball skills. I think I played one time, but I loved running that bench. And, like, the coach was, like, a really <laughs> nice lady. And so, like, I would always goof with her, and I'd be like, all right, coach, put me in. Like, I'm, I'm going to do this one. <laughs> I think I was the setter. Popped it up, and I think someone scored. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like, this is it for me. Cool, cool, cool. I've contributed. I did shenanigans like that all the time. I was on the track team as like shot put because our football coach, he was also the track coach. So he's like, if you want to play football, I need you to be training in the spring. So you have to be on the track team. Sounds like an interesting scam to make sure you've got people on the track team. Oh, my school loved the scams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we were on the track team and I made a joke once of like, cause I never scored points. And I was like, yeah, if you find an event where I can score a point, I'll get do it. And like me being stubborn, like, of course, I'm going to stick to a bit. And the coach checked my bluff and was like, cool, we have a spot on the two mile. They only have one athlete. As long as you finish, you score one point. <laughs> I was like, all right. He so bit. he did. And I had to run this two mile and it was like so much longer than everyone else who finished the two mile and everyone was just waiting for me to finish. (laughs) When we were starting, I was trying to keep up with everyone. And my coach was just like, slow down. He was, he was like, you are not going to make it at this pace. So I was like little baby Tommy, just like waddling (laughs) down, but I did it. And I scored that one point. point. (laughs) Well, someone else that probably was more like me, poor coconut head. We get to the second cuts and we see that Ned makes it. But unfortunately, Coconut Head got cut. Sad times, Coconut Head. Mose tells him he can cry, and he does. He cries all over her. He's so sad. But Ned gives a nice speech here. And like, as much as we're giving Ned crap, Ned is kind to Coconut Head here. He says that Michael Jordan didn't make his high school team. That is true. You know what else is true? Michael Jordan was on the rainy high school cheerleading team. Ned... Maybe do your research fully next time. Actually, I don't I don't know if that's true, but... No, we'll say it is. Don't tell anyone else. <laughs> it's, it's a line and bring, bring it on. The musical. That's funny. <laughs> All right, we can confirm from the musical that both Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team and he was on the cheerleading team. Boom. And yeah, he says, just practice. So Coconut Head takes that to heart. He's like, yeah, I'll just practice and I'll make it on the team next year. Yeah, which like... Good attitude, Coconut Head. Someone else that didn't make it? Cookie. Could have saw that one coming. Yeah, and Dirk really rubs it in, though. Dirk's like, if you're reading this cookie, you're never going to be on the team. Right, which was, like, so rude and so mean. These are children. Exactly. Like, if you didn't want them on the team, cool, fine. But to be like, ha ha, ha ha. You don't need to roast them. But we see... My girl. Claire Sawyer. Future lawyer. Because Cookie's bringing in the big guns now. Cookie's like, listen, I'm going to sue so I can be on the team. And they have a case. Cookie was denied. 
He didn't get a tryout. There is a clause that says that everyone has the ability to try out. Dirk puts her foot in her own mouth because Dirk's like, yeah, I know that clause. I use that to get on the boys' baseball team. And she gets into her own like glorified stories of how great she was and then realizes she's got to let Cookie try out fully. Mm-hmm. But then she, so as they're wrapping this up, she's like, okay, I'll let you try out, but you have to be prepared for daggers, herkies, handsprings, and tumble runs, which like, okay, daggers are a thing. Herkies are like not a real thing. Like I really blame the TV and film industry for trying to make this a thing. Like, so there was a man whose his last name is like Herkemeister or something. He was called Herky for short. And that's where this like jump comes from, but it's not a real life fucking thing. It's not a thing that actual cheerleaders do. It's like a thing you do at cheer camp to be silly. Like we also do a jump called the Spider-Man jump, but we don't actually like do that at games. We don't go jump around shooting fake webs. It's not a thing. Maybe you should though. (laughs) No, there's also a, a pineapple jump where you jump up and you put your hands on your head to look like the top of a pineapple. I want to do the pineapple jump. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of like silly jumps. So like a herky, not a real thing. Handsprings, yes. Tumble runs, or it's just running. It's literally just running. Uh, we had one guy on our cheer team. Judah, if you're listening, love you. Love you so much. Also, sorry for saying that you couldn't sit with us at lunchtime. You could definitely sit with us now. No. <laughs> no, we're friends. We're friends. He's great. <laughs> But Judah was significantly better than Cookie was. Yeah, I mean, Cookie is not good. And that's the thing. Like, I'm glad he got his chance. But, man, if you're going to sign, if you're going to put this much effort into getting yourself the tryout, you should already be prepared right. for the Right, you got a whole lawyer to just show up and be bad. Someone else that tries some risky moves is Ned, putting on these socks. 40 pairs to be exact. Giant shoes. Did he buy these shoes? He had to. Where else would he get a size 15 shoe? Gordy. I feel like Gordy would have size 15 Mm, shoes just for the sake of having it. But they were nice looking. And to me, again, I say, I think Ned would have got the tryout if he didn't do this because he can't run now. Mm Mm-hmm. He messed up his whole vibe trying to be taller when that was not the issue. Yeah, and... Moses is running into the issue of she doesn't know what sport to pick because now she's gotten into everything. Mm-hmm. So Ned throws everything at her and she catches the volleyball. And that tells her that she needs to be in volleyball because that's what she truly believes in. And that's what she was excited about from jump. Like she was excited for volleyball and then was like, oh, and basketball too and cross country. Like, no, you knew what you wanted. Go with your first thought. And then we get more Ned ragging on Cookie. Because he never stops. He never wants to be a supportive friend. Supportive friend Moses like, I'll teach you. I'll give you tips if Ned won't. But here's where she gets unsupportive. And here's where I would like to fight the writers at Nickelodeon. Yes. Jennifer Mosley stands in front of Cookie and says, vertical, vertical, dagger, dagger. That is not what she actually did, though. The motions that she did... She did, depending on how her arm was, a she, what she called a vertical was actually a dagger, because daggers, you. you 
you put your little cinnamon roll, they call it, so you put your hand in fist, and then the little side with your pinky is your little cinnamon roll, and then the other side is your big cinnamon roll. So you have your little cinnamon roll out, and this is how you do daggers, so that you are like stabbing someone. I'm doing the motions. Yes, you are stabbing someone. What she did, what she called the dagger, was like where you punch your arm straight out. These are called buckets, because it's like you're holding buckets. A bucket. You wouldn't hold daggers like you would hold buckets. That'd be silly. But you would hold a dagger like a cinnamon bun. Yes, so you could stab people. Nickelodeon, if you're listening, when you write cheerleading characters in the future, make sure you get the moves correctly. Yes, and if you need a consultant, I'm available. I will say, too, with her coaching ability, she just did it. She didn't actually like walk him through how to do it. Wait, explained nothing, did not teach him about his cinnamon rolls. None of it. See, that's really important to know. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because Dirk comes in. Dirk and Susie were, like, peeping in. And now, even though she didn't try out, Dirk offers Moe's to be on the cheerleading team. And on top of that, to be co-head cheerleader with Susie. Just jump everyone else. Which is, one, ridiculous. Terrible for team dynamic. And as we just saw, Moe's did not lead Cookie in learning this. She was just like, look how great I am at doing this. Yeah, not a good co-captain. And, and honestly, Mo should have stopped when she was ahead because everything was going to work perfectly. But she has to gloat and she has to be like, I don't even want mm-hmm. your cheerleading thing, Susie. I'm going to do volleyball and I'm going to be the head over there. So, of course, Susie's now going to try out for volleyball. Which, like, how? what are the rules at this school? Like, volleyball tryouts have already happened. How does Susie Crabgrass just, like, jump in the middle? Yeah, she gets to, like, the second round, even though she just she got to buy the first round. We see all the tryouts. Ned's doing his thing, and like I said, he can't run. His shots are still good, but and that's the thing. He had the shots down. The running was great. He just was a little not tall. I still think he would have got picked. He could have. He easily could have. Susie's crushing her volleyball tryouts and Cookie. He's good at the pom-poms, but then he he's not good. Mm-mm. Even Claire is is embarrassed for him. Right, and that was his representation. Yeah, he ends up doing the worm instead of a somersault. But in his defense on that part, somersaults are hard. I also cannot tumble. Yeah, I guess at least he tried. Effort was 100. Yes. And the final result, Mose gets on the volleyball team. She is now co-captain instead of captain because Susie is now going to be co-captain with her. That's what you get for talking shit. Cookie didn't get in. He says, I'm going to keep trying, though. I'm going to try, try, and try. Claire Sawyer comes. She's like, no, don't try anymore. You have no case. You suck. Yeah. Which, like, again, why is everybody just trying to discourage men from cheerleading? He could keep trying. He just needs to train. Yeah, at least with Claire, it was like, her thing was don't keep suing until you keep, like, you are not good right now. Ned just discourages him he she, he's just like why are you even caring about this it's just stupid and i'm like ned sh- sh- you just didn't get on the basketball team take your own advice get good at basketball right and he does ned ned you know is sad because he didn't get on the team moses like do you want to cry and ned's like no why would i cry well coconut head did i guess ned's not yeah. <laughs> and crying is healthy ned yeah yeah that's true and we see that he's like you know what I'm going to take my own advice. He tries out for the, the community league. Now him, Coconut Head, they're all playing. I did like Moses watching. She was being supportive to her friends. 
Cookie was cheerleading. He was doing his stuff uh, mm-hmm. at the community league. He uh, seemed to be enjoying himself until he tried to do a split. Right, but honestly, a split wasn't that bad. Like, he was pretty low to be not stretched. I was impressed. Yeah, maybe that's his talent. He was trying the other stuff, but really, that's what he should have led with. Working on flexibility. Yeah, and then the last tip is just practice. Makes perfect. You'll get better and try again next year. Amazing. So that's the episode. Do you have any tips for tryouts, Tommy? Yeah, I do. So obviously in the real real world, in the adult world, you don't have tryouts necessarily, but there are a lot of committees sometimes for you to sign up for. And my advice is don't be afraid to put yourself out there. A, it's going to look good to your boss if you're trying to put the effort. If you're just doing your job and not going above and beyond sometimes, you may not get that promotion you're looking for. The other thing is don't overload yourself though. Like I said with Moe's, don't sign up for too many committees. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there. But also, outside of work, there's so many, like, uh, intramural leagues for adults. Like, our friend Jonathan plays adult kickball, which I really think is just an excuse for him to drink. But maybe he does sports first? I think most adult sports are, like, drinking first. Sports are there so that we can validate the fact that we're drinking. Right, this is the reward. Yeah, no, exactly. Like there are sports and and it's a good way to make friends, you know, going back to the seats. It's a good way to meet new people. Exactly. Play some sports, drink some drinks, join some committees. Sit in seats. Yes, but not mine. I will not be nice. Do not sit in Jalen's seat. Jalen, do you have a character of the episode? Yes, I had so many options this week. It was really hard to pick, but... I think I'm going to settle on Mr. Monroe because of that montage. Like people doubted him and he showed up and flexed and anyone that can be business casual and wear a basketball uniform, a winner in my book, a winner. I'm glad you picked him because he was one of my two options. I was really going back and forth between Mr. Monroe, but I got to go with my boy. It's coconut head. (laughs) Goodness. He was waiting to be part of that cool kid table. That's commitment. He was putting himself out there with the basketball tryouts. He didn't give up. He's emotional. He was showing emotion with the crying. People need to try to be Coconut Head because he is 100% himself. This is true. I will give you that. Coconut I didn't see it at first. When you said Coconut Head, I was not on board. But you, you've got me convinced. Yeah, I have to go with my boy. Listen, there's not many chances I get to try to make something happen where I get to give the points to Coconut Head, and this is one of them. (laughs) Well-deserved, Coconut Head. Honestly, anytime Coconut Head shows up, I might try to give the points to Coconut Head. (laughs) Tommy, don't make this a bit that you commit to. (laughs) Coconut Head. Hey, at least I didn't give it to Dirk. This is true. I probably would have fought you. Yeah, no, I would have fought me too. I also love that we never give it to the main characters, but in my eyes, the main characters are always going to get it. I'm trying to get the side no, characters. No, Ned is not going to get it. No. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have gave it to any of them. Maybe Moe's, but I think there's better episodes of Moe's. Yes, I agree. Cookie, this honestly probably is the best Cookie episode so far, where it's like him not doing too many crazy stunts, but still. Yeah, I mean, he was still kind of getting a little wild. Yeah, it's still, for me, what kept him down was the fact that he was doing it all just to meet ladies. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like he really cared about cheerleading. It was just to meet ladies. And the butt bounce was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, definitely not giving it to Gordy either, because, like, a lot of issues with Gordy this week, too. So many. 
But that is our episode. We'll be back next week with another episode. If you like listening to us, give us a rating. Give us five stars. If you hate us, give us five stars and some feedback. And don't sit at our lunch table. Well, you can sit at Tommy's lunch table. Just don't sit at mine. And thanks again to, as always, Mr. Jason Chadwick for the logo and Mr. Aaron Robertson for the amazing intro song that led us into this episode. And guys, remember, together we can survive the world. Bye.